It can be one of the trickier skin types to deal with, with different issues to treat on various parts of the same face. But combination skin doesn't have to be a headache. Today, we'll chat through some of the best Korean skincare for combination skin. Welcome to The Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and I am super glad to have you here with me again, guys. Welcome back if you are here uh, for another episode. If it's your very first time, then I am really excited that we have you here today. I hope you will pick up uh, some interesting things in today's episode, particularly if you do have combination skin, which is what we're going to be talking through today. Uh, We have been starting off our episodes for the last little while with the K-Beauty news headlines, so I'm going to dive straight into that one. And unfortunately, it's a little bit of bad news. Uh, And in the headlines this week, uh, there was more bad news around Myeongdong, which those of you who will have visited Seoul before will know, used to be the main mecca for K-Beauty. Lots of the K-beauty stores, um, nearly all of the stores had at least one shop in Myeongdong area, if not two or three. And that area is a ghost town at the moment. Um, 90% of its foot traffic and the visitors to the area used to be tourists. So because of the pandemic, there's obviously not many, very, very few tourists coming into Korea at the moment. And that area in particular, I would say, has probably been the hardest hit in the whole of Korea. Uh, So lots of the major cosmetic companies, including Amore Pacific, LG Household and Healthcare, as well as the budget brands, have closed several of their road shops in Myeongdong. Uh, and the fashion brands have also started pulling out as well. So I know when, last time I was there, I saw that um, Uniqlo had closed, and that used to be like a four-story store in Myeongdong. H&M has apparently also pulled out as well. Uh, and in the news this week, uh, Yonhap News was reporting that several of the budget hotels, so the Lotte City Hotel, the T-Mark Grand Hotel, and the Sky Park Myeongdong Central are now all up for sale because they've just had so many seasons of um, vacancies with really high vacancy rates. So that is some bad news for the area. I think the reason Myeongdong has been hit particularly hard is because, like I said, um, 90% of the people heading there were tourists. So it became, over time, I think, an area that locals and people that lived in Korea tended to avoid just because they knew that there was nothing really there for them, you know? Like, 
a lot of the cosmetic stores, in particular the K-beauty stores there, would have um, special deals um, and offers, I guess, that were specifically catering for tourists. And I remember one time years ago, uh, not long after I moved to Seoul, I went there just looking for a single mask. I wanted to just buy a foot peeling mask and I actually couldn't buy just one. You had to buy them in like packs of 10, which obviously makes sense if you're a tourist. You want to stock up while you're in Korea and get as much as you can. But if you're, you know, just a random person like me that just wants a single foot mask it was kind of crazy like why would I go to Myeongdong I can buy a single foot mask anywhere else in the city but I can't buy one there so I think it got a bit of a bad reputation among locals because of that kind of thing they just learnt to avoid it because there's nothing specifically there catering for them obviously lots and lots of hotels very busy area as well so you know it was hard to walk through um, and it was just a tourist area like in a nutshell it was just a really touristy area so I'll be interested to see what happens to Myeongdong on the one hand I'm not sure that they'll survive um, if they don't sort of pivot a little bit and start catering more to locals um, so I, I'm keen to, to see what's going to happen there because I don't think this virus is going to be um, you know, ending in a way that we're going to have significant numbers of tourists, certainly for the rest of this year and probably into next year as well. So that's a little bit of a worry for those people. Obviously, a lot of the brands that pulled out are big brands. Like I don't think, you know, H&M is in danger just because they had to pull out of there. But, you know, the K-beauty brands, some of the smaller ones that pulled out, you know, that would have been a big source of revenue for them. So that is a little bit of bad news in the K-beauty uh, world this week that I came across. So I thought I would share that with you guys. Uh, but like I said, I did want to have a chat through combination skin because a couple of our listeners have said that this is um, their skin type and that it is a bit of a headache for them because they're obviously trying to deal with several different concerns at the same time. So combination skin, why don't we take a look at what it actually is? What usually happens is that while your skin might be dry or what we can say in inverted commas is normal skin in some areas, it can be oily in other areas. And what tends to happen is that the areas like the cheeks are the drier or normal ones and then the T-zone is the oilier zone. So combination skin is often shiny with blackheads and larger than normal pores. So if you find yourself suffering from dryness, and breakouts at the same time, then chances are you may have combination skin. And similarly, if you find that the same moisturizer works perfectly on your cheeks, but then turns your nose into an oil slick, you may also have combination skin. So it can be slightly trickier to deal with, but there are lots of products that are formulated, especially for this skin type. And there are also a whole heap of ingredients that play nicely with it as well. So to start with, why don't we go through some of the ingredients that I would suggest to avoid if you do have this oily and combination skin type. So the first thing to note is that even though you have oils, excess oils in some parts of your face, you 
do still need oil in your skincare routine. So the composition of oily skin lacks in a type of natural oil called linoleic acid. And the spelling of that I'm going to have in the show notes, so don't worry if you're not familiar with it. Uh, If you jump over to www.thekoreanbeautyshow.com, I will have all of this in there and you can find all of this. Basically, this is, uh, it's a type of natural oil. So if the skin lacks in this type, it can benefit by having it added back in. And one way you can add it back in is obviously through your skincare products. So In essence, there are three types of ingredients that I would suggest oily and combination skin types should avoid. And they are, number one, oils with a high level of oleic acid, two, ingredients that strip the skin of its natural oils, and we'll have a run through of what they are, and number three is occlusives. And I know that this is a bit of an area that can trip people up before, so we'll take a look at what is actually meant by occlusives because I've seen some definitions floating around in Facebook groups um, and you know on other resources that are just not quite right when it comes to occlusives. So let's talk about them as well. Okay, so why should combination skin skip oils that are high in oleic acid? Well, this is why. It is a type of fatty acid and it tends to sit on top of the skin in high amounts. So that's great for people that are chronically dry. So if you have dry skin, then oleic acid is going to be a great ingredient for you. But conversely, it's not so great for oily and combination skin types. So what should you watch out for then? Coconut oil hazelnut oil, camellia oil, and sunflower oil are all ones that I would avoid if you're oily and combination. And the second one we mentioned was skipping out on ingredients that strip the skin of its natural oils. Why are we doing this? Well, really, the reason is pretty simple, and that is because they don't work. If you've ever used a product, a skincare product before that has this kind of ingredient in it, what you'll notice is this. Right after you use it, your skin feels great. And then within a few hours, your skin's oiliness is back to its normal levels. So these kind of ingredients can actually have a negative impact on your skin and make it harder to treat in the long term. So what are those kind of ingredients? Things like simple alcohols, your simple ones, and then SLS. So your the the kind of things that you'll find in uh, a lot of cleansers so old older style cleansers i think more and more in k-beauty you won't really see too many products with sls in them but certainly in a lot of the older style that was the kind of ingredients they were using to make the products foam up so just keep a lookout for that on your ingredients list if you do have that kind of skin type Okay, and then now occlusives. So guys, occlusives and moisturizer is not the same thing. Uh, Occlusives are something that acts as a seal on top of the skin to prevent hydration from evaporating. So they're excellent for dry skin because dry skin lacks in sebum or oil. But for oilier skin types, 
occlusives can feel really heavy, sticky and greasy. So I've seen a little bit of um, misinformation floating around with people saying, oh, an occlusive barrier is just a moisturizer. So just seal everything in with a moisturizer. That's not really accurate. Moisturizers are one type um, and then occlusives are this kind of seal on the top. So you'll find in a lot of these occlusives things like mineral oil, things like beeswax, vegetable and other waxes, paraffin and also lanolin, so from um, the sheep's wool. So if you're seeing those kind of ingredients, I would avoid them if you have combination or oily skin types. They're just not the right fit for your skin and they can just act as that sort of a seal on the top um, and they'll feel like heavy and sticky and greasy, which is not what you need. So those kind of ingredients I would steer clear if you do have the combination of oilier skin types and conversely if you're dry then obviously they're going to be fine for you. So ingredients that do work well for combination skin types. So there's a, a whole range of ingredients including natural ones like fruits, milk, uh, plant extracts. One that I like is honey. So this is obviously a natural absorbent and it can actually help to suck away excess oil and impurities from the pores. It's a humectant, which is perfect for keeping skin hydrated. It can also prevent the oil glands from becoming overactive and making more oil. Uh, some of the other features are that it is a natural antiseptic, it has antibacterial properties, and that also makes it perfect for the acne-prone skin types. Now, when I say honey, I am not talking about a big old tub of Manuka honey that you like put on your toast. It is in a specialized skincare formula, so don't go and just, you know, put honey on your face, guys. I, look for honey in a proper skincare product. Um, I, that is definitely the best way to go. Now, my second ingredient on my list is witch hazel. So this one also can get a really bad rap, but the formulation of the product with witch hazel in it is really, really important. It has a lot of great properties that work for combination and oily skin types. It can help lift the excess oil from the skin as well as removing trapped dirt and makeup. And in the proper formulation, it won't dry the skin out. So don't be worried if you see this on an ingredients list. Uh, I often get sort of worried messages from people that see it somewhere down on the ingredients list and they're really concerned about that um, old school style witch hazel toners which you might remember from being a teenager if you were a teenager around the same time I was which <laughs> which was throughout the 2000s the main reason those kind of products had a really bad rap is because they had a really high um, alcohol content in them so witch hazel got the blame for that because it was often in the name of the product and again that goes back to the first thing we were talking about or I think it was the second actually, which was skipping out on things that strip the skin of natural oil. So witch hazel with a high percentage of alcohol in a formula will do that, but witch hazel in a proper formulation will not do that and you don't need to worry about it if you see it on an ingredients list like that. Another ingredient I love that you'll see in so many K-beauty products is green tea. So obviously we've spoken about this so many times because it's a really, really popular one. It is chock full of antioxidants. It works to protect the skin. It can work to reduce excess sebum and it also has anti-inflammatory properties as well. 
Now, closely linked to honey is propolis, which is that resinous substance that bees make. And this is another naturally occurring antibacterial and anti-inflammatory, great for dealing with breakouts and perfect for hydrating the drier parts of the face. So you will find it in so many different K-Beauty products. Just make sure that you find the right formulation for you. I've Um, tried a whole range of propolis serums, creams, and formulations um, that will have a different uh, different consistency. So just make sure that you're picking the one that's the right one for your skin type. Uh, And if you aren't sure what that is, by all means, come and jump over onto Instagram. I am at lauren.kbeauty. I would be happy to put you in touch with the right propolis product for your face because that is one of my personal favorite ingredients. I absolutely love it. I've tried so many propolis products, so I can safely recommend some good fits for oily and combination skin, even though that is not my skin type. The other types of oils, as we spoke about, you don't want to avoid oils altogether, but we want to go for the oils that are high in linoleic acid in uh, or alpha linoleic acid. So those are things like rosehip oil, evening primrose, hemp seed, and even grape seed. So grape seed oil you will find in our Jellico Bubble Tea Steam Cream. Um, but that formulation, I would say, is probably best for uh, night care if you do have combination skin, just because it is that little bit um, heavier. It'll probably be too heavy during the day, but we put grape seed oil in that uh, also because it has some really great properties for acne prone skin so there's some ones to look out for now i had a new review for the podcast uh this is really short and sharp and it says i really love korean beauty so thank you so much to the lovely listener that left that review if you would like to leave one you know i would love to hear it uh you can leave one in your apple podcasts app Otherwise, you can leave one on the Star Story Facebook page, wherever you want to leave one. I'll try and find it, read it out. If you do have an Instagram page or like a blog or a YouTube channel devoted to beauty, then don't forget to leave your handle so that I can give you a shout out as well. All right, so some of my favorite Korean skincare products for combination skin. Let me just run through some general uh i guess tips that i would suggest if you're trying to build out your routine so first i think it's really important that you start out with a ph balanced cleanser that won't upset your skin's barrier so low ph anything usually under about a ph of seven but that anything moving from about a 5.5 to a seven should be fine So keep an eye out for that. For your toner, try and avoid those really harsh, astringent ones that contain a lot of alcohol, simple alcohols in them. Instead, just opt for something light and gentle. Um, A toner is a great way to get in some of those ingredients like witch hazel or a green tea. So keep an eye out for those kind of formulations. Instead of a thick and heavy cream, I would be looking at applying light layers of moisturizers and lotions instead or serum. Obviously, K-Beauty is perfect for this because Korean beauty products are specifically designed to be applied in light layers, and that will also have the added benefit of you not loading your skin up all at once. So you can hydrate without burdening the skin. 
In terms of the types of textures to look out for, products with a gel, serum or liquid textures are likely to work best with combination skin types rather than creams, so keep a lookout for those. And then if you are playing with acids, I would opt for gentle and leave on chemical exfoliants rather than a really abrasive one. Uh, COSRX's BHA Blackhead Power Liquid does tend to be a really good fit for combination skin for this reason because it won't irritate the drier parts of your face because it's really nice and gentle. And of course, make sure you don't forget your SPF as well. So they're just my general tips for people with this skin type, the kinds of products, textures and formulas to look out for. Now, some of my personal favorites for combination skin, starting with your cleanser, Subi's Brightening Powder Cleanser is perfect. Um, it is ultra gentle when foamed, but it acts like a really, really gentle exfoliator if you leave it slightly grittier. Uh, and you can control your cleanse based on how much water you use with it. If you're wanting to do a normal cleanse, then you just uh, add some water to the powder, foam it up in your hands, and then apply the foam directly to a wet, damp face. Uh, that is just a really versatile product. Toners, as I mentioned, I love formulations with green tea for combination skin. Iacentry has green tea fresh toner, which is really nice. And that one actually has um, a blend of um, plant extracts. It has 80% green tea extract, and it also has willow bark extract, which is going to be a, just a really, really nice gentle um, exfoliant in there to help control some excess oil. If you're after a mist uh, formulation, April B's Centella Complex Mist Toner is really great. It has 92% of the Centella Asiatica Complex, including um, some of the other key components that are in the Centella Asiatica Herb as well. And it has really nice mattifying properties. So that makes it perfect for summer and also for combination skin. For your moisturizers, like I mentioned, uh, gel textures are really great. Benton has an aloe propolis soothing gel, which is a really nice formulation for the daytime. Uh, it's got no fragrance, no alcohol. Uh, it's really nice and natural and gentle, and it has the added benefits of helping to soothe the skin. Uh, it can also help um, get rid of some of those post-acne marks and brighten an uneven skin tone. If you more on the dry side this one may not be quite enough so you might want to step it up with something slightly thicker but keep an eye out just for gel textures for your daytime moisturizer for nighttime uh, one of the products that one of our customers actually was recommending so she originally bought April B's aloe hyaluronic acid cream for her boyfriend and she said he wasn't a massive fan of it and so she started using it because he had dry skin and she said it was absolutely perfect for her combination skin because it struck the right balance between hydrating and mattifying and that the texture didn't weigh the oily parts of the skin down so that's one that I would look out if you're after a, a night cream uh, for combination skin type for your masks, obviously for sheet masks, you have so many different options that have all of those ingredients in them. Uh, Mizon has a great range of just cheap and cheerful masks, including their Joyful Time Essence uh, Snail Mask. And that is a good ingredient as well to help manage the different um, concerns 
for the dry parts and the oily parts of the skin. So that's one I can recommend. For your sleeping mask, again, you don't want to overload the skin uh, with something really heavy in texture. So our Jelly Co Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask is going to be really perfect because it does have that gel texture. It's lightweight and soothing and it won't feel like you're wearing anything on your skin. Uh, just make sure you apply it about half an hour before you go to bed and there'll be no stickiness or residue or anything left over on your pillow by the time you go to sleep. It it will totally sink in before, before you do. So you don't need to worry about that. There just some of the products i mean there are so many great products out there these days that have lots of those different ingredients in them um, particularly around the oils and things like that you know the single blended oils with rose hip um, you will find really really easily and lots of different brands make them so just keep an eye out for some of them to add into your routine but they're just a couple of the things to look out for in your ingredients list some things that you might want to avoid um, and obviously patch testing is the key to making sure that you're only introducing products into your routine that actually work for you um, it can be a little bit more of trial and error with combination skin type. I know that. Um, and I'm sorry about that for you guys out there, but that is a good way to do it is to patch test it and just keep a note of anything that just doesn't really work for your particular skin type. Uh, and you might need to shake it up at different times of the year as well, obviously, because you do have the dry parts on your face. In winter, you might need something slightly heavier than you would need in summer. Um, so just keep an eye on it, see how your skin's feeling. If you feel like you need to up the moisture content, those light layers um, with serums and things like that are a really good way of doing that without weighing your skin down with like a heavy formulation. So that would be my top tips for combination skin, my top hacks. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would send it to a friend who has combination skin, if you know somebody. Uh, and yeah, until next time, I will see you guys on Star Story. Bye.